White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Right after, grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence, Eknerwall23 on Twitter. To follow me there, Chris Tannehill is there, at Chris Tannehill, and we are at Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go and subscribe, maybe hit the notifications bell to win a Locked On Sox prize pack, like the t-shirt I'm wearing right now. LockedOnSocks at gmail.com is the way you can leave us a voicemail or 312-566-8727 for your voicemails and emails on LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Without any further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. Not a great evening, but, you know, these things happen. Exactly. These things happen. I feel like uh, this is a sympathy card for the, the uh, Locked On White Sox listeners this morning. I'm sorry. Deepest uh, condolences. These things happen. Uh, we are brought to you by Locker Room. And you can download Locker Room from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Let's start with something positive this this morning, Herb. And, uh, you know, not a great game last night from the White Sox. We'll, we'll break it all down. You know, we won't uh, extrapolate too much from it. But there is some good news here that I want to start your day off with uh, Yesterday, the White Sox tweeted out some better than good news, great news, you might say. Eloy Jimenez has been cleared for baseball activities. Eloy has been medically cleared to resume baseball activities at the White Sox complex in Arizona. This phase of the rehabilitation process, rehabilitated, uh, is estimated to take a minimum of four weeks, after which Eloy could be cleared for a rehab assignment with a Sox affiliate and uh, i say the Sox affiliate that he should uh rehab with should be the major league club uh that's just me personally um but yeah man that, that was certainly uplifting today before the game to see that eloy uh looks like he'll be back you know it'll be a minute but it, sooner than later and just the, i think it was a surprise to me that uh he's been medically cleared and that's certainly good news and uh, we could certainly use him in the lineup like yesterday yeah i mean if all goes well, the earliest he comes back is August. And for two months, we have Aloy Jimenez just doing Aloy Jimenez things at designated hitter Rick Hahn. At designated hitter Rick Hahn, 100% <laughs> never getting a glove again, even for a, a National League ballpark pinch hitting. Hang on, Rick Hahn's got some comments. Well, I was lacking foresight or a coherent plan. Oh, Rick. <laughs> Taking out of context. And so this is awesome. He, you know, he said when he did go down, Rick Hahn did say when uh, Aloy went down that maybe he's a quick healer. And this is on the early side of Aloy's return. And that's good to hear. It's awesome to hear. We speculated when we saw a video about him like a couple weeks ago that, you know, maybe he's doing some things down there in Arizona. But, yeah, it's turning around. It looks like he is ready to go. And a month from now, he'll probably be in Birmingham maybe even in Charlotte, 
probably two weeks down there and we were good to go. Hey, what better awesome. what better way for the affiliates down there who have been struggling and they, you know, missed an entire year of baseball, get some fans back in their building than uh parade Eloy Jimenez down in their facilities in double and triple uh, A there. That that's pretty cool actually if you're thinking about making a summer road trip because you'd think he'll be a couple days at each stop because you know, starting spring training and then stopping completely with an injury like he, you know, he may be uh, in the minor leagues for at least a week. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, stock uh, up on their light standards. Uh, yeah, their lights it, up there. Yeah, it may be a net negative cost once he's destroy. You know, starts destroying equipment uh, with with uh, home run balls. Yeah, they might want to reconsider that plan. Uh, but you know, uh, I think one thing we should mention here in terms of this uh, news uh, with Eloy is you remember. Uh, Back in uh, immediately after, like a couple weeks after the Eloy injury happened, there was one man, one reporter who had the balls to say, you know what, this Eloy Jimenez injury is not as bad as initially uh, perceived. Do you remember who that man was? Uh, Jim Rose. <laughs> no, it wasn't Jim Rose. Um, I believe I could be wrong, but it was it was our guy uh, Hector Gomez. Remember? Mm, Remember he yes. said that? Yeah. So, you know, maybe a tip of the cap. It's a little premature to, to Hector, who is often wrong. But in this case, maybe he was uh, he was right in this situation. So, I mean, I guess if he's cleared uh, to resume baseball activities, I guess we could say Hector was right in in, uh, in hindsight. So, yeah, man, just uh, we're going to get to how Eloy relates to this, uh, this, this team, and especially a loss like last night uh, with a guy that's really struggling out there who, who can easily uh, step on his side now and go on get now, uh, Germinator. Go on now. <laughs> um, we'll get to him in a second, but yeah, I thought that was really good news. Other odd news that came out before the game is Moncada was a scratch, not a scratch, but he was not in the lineup last night due to um, congestion and just general fatigue, salute. So I don't know what's going on there. He had the breather in Detroit, but just not feeling well. I was worried because we heard some of the similar things with Andrew Vaughn in Cleveland when he had quote unquote allergies and then it was quote unquote COVID. Um, so, you know, <laughs> this stuff you worry about and I don't know what's going on and maybe we'll get some clarity as the uh, post game is, is going on currently. Maybe we'll hear more about Moncada. But yeah, it's uh, they were not at full force last night. The White Sox, they end up losing that ball game to the Rays and a tough one five to two and it goes to show you you know you can have the number one run differential in all of baseball if you don't play a good solid game against a good team more often than not you're going to get beat and that's what happened last night on the south side as the Rays win five to two they jump on Lance Lynn early what'd you make of uh, Lance Lynn's night Herb uh, you know just going over his line score here Lance goes six innings, six hits, three runs. They were all earned, three walks, eight strikeouts, uh, and his season ERA is at 151. What did you think of Lance Lynn last night? He battled. He's a guy that every time he goes out there, you know he's going to give a team a chance to win the game. Giving up home runs to Lau and Meadows is nothing to be sad about. Lau Meadows, I think, is top five in the American League at home runs now, and Lau's not that far behind him, so... Those are not bad pitches necessarily. You know, sometimes you just give up home runs. And with the Lau one, it was a two-run home run, I believe. No, uh, the Meadows was a two-run home run, yeah. and Lau was a solo shot. So, you know, what can you do? As long as there was very little damage, and that's all he gave up. Six innings of work, got those eight strikeouts, three walks a little troublesome. But there's an old saying, a third of the time you go out with your premium, the third of the time you go out 
with garbage and then the middle third you go out with a mixture of the two so two-thirds of the time you're not going to have premium stuff this was that middle spot where he has good stuff but also not his premium stuff he was fine i i enjoyed his outing it was not a thing that cost the white Sox this game to lose this game i hey sometimes the, the tampa bay race that's why they're the best team in baseball right now they're going to get their hits they're going to drive in runs they're going to take advantage of you messing up so I'm fine with Lance Lynn's outing. Yeah, I, I I am too. By and large, you know, just you know, you often say this about the good pitchers. You got to get to them early, and that's what they did. They jumped on Lance early and missing some spots there, and you kind of saw, you know, only giving up three earned runs. You, this is like a worst case scenario in terms of what we've seen from Lance Lynn this year. Other than that first outing in Anaheim, which was not great, but he's been just rock solid ever since. You know, it, when you're not pinpoint with your stuff and you're, you're, you're basically just throwing one pitch out there and, 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 you know, crafting it different ways. Sometimes this, this can uh, go sideways on you, but still a really good effort kept the team in the game. That's all you want. It really felt like a playoff game tonight. As we sit here and we look at the box score and we look at the little details and things that went wrong that, that lead to a white Sox loss. It, it is like breaking down a playoff game right here. And, it, you know, ultimately that's what you're looking for from your pitchers, giving you a chance to win late in the game, not taxing the bullpen and you know, just getting you further enough in the game where you can come back and and uh, and at least tie it. And the Sox came close; they got two runs off of Glass now, and that is uh, an unfortunate situation. And in terms of Tyler Glass now, and we'll get to the Sox offense and what they did off the Rays or what lack thereof performance-wise off the Rays. But uh, the Rays tweeting out that the uh, Tyler Glass now exited the game with right elbow inflammation which is just a real gut punch, man, in, in a season that every team has had injuries to pretty much any any star of significance. And now you have one of the best pitchers in baseball. Looks like he's going to be on the shelf for a little bit. Um, you know, But the Sox were able to get to Tyler Glass now, and I went back and I watched – you can see they showed the replays on NBC Sports Chicago of when, you know, not exactly at the moment, but they had the, the replays of, of Glass now, you know, trying to figure out what was going on with his pitching hand. You could see he was searching for that feeling and there was some, you know, numbness or whatever, tingling. And that usually stems from the elbow, as we know. And you could see, I went back and watched, when was the moment that you can see and you know you could not see really in real time when I won the game, but there was one point there after he strikes out. Vaughn in the third, um, he struck him out with a really nasty hook with a really, really, really great break on it on the, on the outside half. And you could see after that, he clenches his fist a little bit. And so you, you think about how further along he got in that game. Yeah, he got touched a little bit for two runs in the third, but then he goes out in the fourth inning in his final inning and he goes strikeout, strikeout, ground out. And he, he wasn't limited in terms of what he was throwing. He still threw all of his pitches. He didn't have great defense behind him, but he still was able to get through that game uh, after suffering uh, that discomfort there in the elbow. And it's just a really tough break. But, uh, you know, if, if they lose him, that certainly changes the, the way this thing looks, I think, the rest of the way. Wouldn't you agree? A hundred percent. This is a top-notch pitcher that's out there giving his all every time he goes out. And it's weird how the Pirates just give up on pitchers. So yeah, early. Meadows too. Yeah, Meadows too. They're like, here, how about Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass now? Is that okay with you? Uh, like, yeah. Get off my team. <laughs> give us 
broken down Chris Archer, which now they have back. Um, but yeah, this is, you know, when you hear forearm tightness or elbow, elbow discomfort, things like that, you always get worried about it because it's sometimes a precursor to having that Tommy John surgery and that, that ulnar collateral ligament being gone for pitchers. It's a death sentence for at least a year that he'll be out, but, Fingers crossed for him and the Rays that he's healthy because you don't want to see, even though he's doing this to your team, you don't want to see great pitchers down. You don't want to see great players down. And, you know, prayers up for Tyler Glass now. Did you, this is a side, did you see their five and six hitters on the Tampa Bay Rays? What, what their about, names are? What about them? Let's, let's go. I got the box score here. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Uh, Oh yeah, uh, Wendell from the Wendell to the walls. Did you see? Yes. Did you see? Well, uh, Connor said that that DJ said that in the game uh, last night from the Wendell yeah. from the Wendell to the walls. Did you hear that? I know you're. I at heard your, you're at your I appearance. Heard, yeah. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> I heard, I heard Lynn Casper say it, but not say it that way. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, was, I mean DJ might have said it earlier in the game, but I heard uh, him say Wendell walls. Uh, drywall <laughs> saying something else he wasn't getting it i was like to the windows to the walls yeah. and i was trying to find somebody who had balls yeah um they females crawl friends. yeah exactly um yeah so <laughs> that was great if they, like I, I might have to go back and check that out if dj did in fact say that that's what connor tweeted and connor's not one to lie on twitter uh so but you go back to glass now real quick and you know a, a quick search of uh of what he could be possibly going through and they they had some concerns back in June of 2019 where he had to be shut down and they were worried um you know that that he was having you know potential Tommy John issues and you can have another Tommy John like cuz I believe he had one uh, already um I, I wouldn't use with the pirates early on I could be wrong there but yeah man it's is uh, it could be really rough uh, rough you know I'm sure they'll have someone that'll replace him, you know, just like Cleveland, you know, Shane Bieber goes on the IL yesterday and they got someone to come up and replace him, a lefty, and I'm sure he'll be fine. But that certainly changes, I think, the power dynamic in the American League here. Uh, but let's talk about this offense. And we do have to give away these tickets later on in the show, and I'm, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that segment coming up next. But Sox offense last night, not particularly good. This is one of those games, I think, where missing – the bats that you're missing, missing your regulars, and then on top of it, not having Moncada in the lineup. This is what happens. And when you're not playing at 100% against a really good team, and they're not 100% either, but you're playing against a really good team that, that pitches really well. They pitch and they play defense, despite some things that happened on the field for them tonight. But by and large, they, they did make some great defensive plays last night. But when you trot out a lineup like that, you're, you you really need guys to, to have really good nights and put together some solid at-bats. And you know, some of the guys did out there, but but above all, just was not good enough. And you know, after Glass now exits the game, um, you know, in the fifth inning, there was there were some opportunities there. All right, with one away, you had Mendick with the double, and then Brian Goodwin walks, and then all of a sudden, your means up there uh, with with runners on. Of course, it's like almost exclusively your means coming up with the runners on base lately, yeah. and he get, he strikes out the fastball out of the zone. And then just, really yeah, we'll get to your mean in a second here, but a couple of non-competitive innings there, three up, three down in the sixth and seventh. You're beginning to see this Rays bullpen go to work a little bit. And then in the eighth inning, it, T.A. leads off with that single. You think, okay, here we go. And then he goes and gets picked off. Just you can't have that in that spot. Yeah, I mean, I don't 
understand the process there. What? Why? Like you're down two runs. The tying runs currently up to bat in Brian Goodwin. You have guys coming up, even though your mean's been struggling. He's your mean, and you have uh, a Brayu coming up. So give yourself a chance to be knocked in by those guys. Stop forcing the issue. If you're down one, I understand. I understand by getting picked off. Maybe you're trying to get an extra lead, get the scoring position. But down two late in the game makes zero sense. It's a dumb base running move by Tim. We said it the other day when he was on tilt that one time. He got hit. He stole second, stole third, where he didn't need to, and which is out of anger. This time (laughs) it was pure stupidity, and he probably knows that. Somebody is probably going to say, hey, man, you know that. We don't need to tell you that. You, you can't get picked off there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he knows that. It's been a bad week for, for Tim in terms of mental mistakes. That You know, this one didn't cost the Sox the game, but you go back to that error last week against Toronto that cost them the game then. Just, you know, I don't know if you try, You see a couple of guys here. Your stars are trying to do too much. And, you know, as a whole, like, they, this hasn't been the case. Maybe with Abreu all year long, he's kind of tried to do too much. But Tim certainly hadn't. He had gone through one of the rougher stretches we've seen him go through in a while. But he's on the other side of that. But... You know, you don't have many many stars in this lineup now when you're missing all the guys that you're missing, especially with no Moncada out there. So maybe tonight they did try to do too much. They tried to show out against a really good team. Everyone was talking about the two best teams in the American League. And, you know, I, I, that's just a brain fart right there. Just caught him leaning. There's no reason to steal in that situation. I, I don't know if he's just trying to break the concentration of uh, of the the reliever Castillo there, but it just uh, not can't have that happen. Especially as you said, what you realize what you just said there, Herb. The tying run was Brian Goodwin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what kind of offense you're working with, yep. with with all these injuries, and you definitely can't have that. You have to play a nearly perfect game uh, to beat Tampa Bay or any good team in baseball, so that 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 can happen. And then you're, the your mean thing, man. Your mean zero for four, uh, hitless again tonight. Three men left on base, uh, average down to 285, OPS down to 772. And I, I don't know what you can do at this point because with all the injuries, you're already stretched. And I, I don't know if you call one of these kids up. I, you know, Micah Adolfo has been putting some good swings on the ball down there, but I don't think he's quite ready yet. You know, I don't know what you do here, but I, I think the, the writing's on the wall here for your mean. He's got about you know, uh, a, a month and a, and, a, and a week or so until Eloy comes back, hopefully, and I think that'll that'll be it for him. You know, Eaton's not, you know, he's in a good competition, too, with guys that, you know, deserve to not be in the lineup every day based on their oh play. God. But, you know, at least, you know, Eaton has, you know, the the track record of being a baseball player longer, but the Yermin thing is, is not good, and it's really, really uncompetitive at bats, swinging out of the zone, and it's just it's it's pretty clear that that he's pressing as well, and he's totally out of his element. And I don't want, I don't want to harp on this because it's it's almost a lazy narrative. But you go back to that three zero swing homer, man. Like you know, he, he's basically he had that over twenty five mixed in there, and then he kind of came out a little bit, and then now he's now he's back to just looking clueless up there. And that's what his manager called him after that uh, that three zero home run. But you, all things point back to that. That's the the, the demarcation line. And yeah, I know. Pitchers have figured him out a bit, and also he's pressing, but it's like a combination of all these things happening. Like, it's like, you know, it's not just one thing, I think, with your mean that's brought us to this point, but it's certainly, it's frustrating and it sucks to see him, but this game is about failure, man, and he's certainly in the midst of a bunch of it right now. Yeah, and I don't know if we're going to bring somebody else up. As you said, Aloy's probably a month and a half away. Gavin so, Sheets? Uh, I mean... <laughs> 
can't hurt, might help in the interim. The Tony's not going to play him. You know Tony hates playing the rookies. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, he came up for two games and didn't play at all. Yeah. Zero time. I was like, golly. Yeah. The dude You're- wants to be in the major leagues, but he wants to be a starter. He wants to get a bet. He wants to be Moonlight Graham. But, like, <laughs> this is ridiculous what he's doing. He's, like, it's not just that he's striking out. It's, you said the com- non-competitive at-bats, that strikeout there – when the runners are on base, he was at 0-2 like that quickly. And usually at early in the year, he's fighting off pitches. He, I think he fought off one in that at bat. And then that's strikeout on a fastball. It's not a slider. Straight fastball outside yep. the zone. It looked ridiculous. So, yeah, maybe a couple of days off. I'm keeping him on the major league roster. If you want to bring up Gavin Sheets for somebody else, fine. But Yermin has earned his way on this team until Aloy comes back. And then still, it might be a better spot for Yermin to be the guy that we all thought he was going to be at the beginning of the year. A bat off the bench that can get and open up a game. And maybe this extended playing time is exposing him like it exposes Lurie and other players who are part-time guys who haven't had the whole grind of a major league season. So a little couple days off, maybe get his head right, go somewhere else, chill out. And this is a tough team, too, the Tampa Bay Rays. He's probably pre- putting the pressure on himself. So I just say let him play out uh, after he gets a couple days off. Yeah, you know, and it's so much about feel for for your mean, it seems like. You know, when he's up there in the box, you can tell when he's confident and when he's not. And I know when you're hitting, it's so easy to look and feel confident up there. But it just in terms of it's not so much as the, as the, the, the swings he's putting on but it's it's about the the takes that he's not giving you. You know, when he was going really right, you could see that he was comfortable with every pitch that he was seeing, seeing it all the way through the zone, even against the likes of Shane Bieber, like that, you know, the, that moment where he's got that lengthy at-bat versus Bieber early in the season. We talked about that, just what a great professional at-bat that he had, and, you know, that was in a pinch hit role late in the game, but he seemed like he was in total control for a guy who had been in the major leagues for about a month, but now he just, he seems totally lost out there, and I wonder if... You know, a couple weeks down in Charlotte, you know, feast off some uh, off some, you know, substandard pitching and maybe he'll get the confidence and the feel back and, you know, maybe humble him a little bit. I, I don't know. But I, maybe it maybe he's just run his course. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really don't. There's there are no perfect uh, options here. You know, the the depth is not great right now with all the injuries. So I guess you just hope that he that he that he hits his way out of it, you know, keep swinging because he's ha- he has gotten a few cheap hits just because he has such great plate coverage. Right. Like he's able to get himself a couple base hits that other guys wouldn't be able to. But if you take those away, it's really like there's not a whole lot of hard contact. He did have that double the other night, but good God, man, it's 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 tough to watch right now. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout. Next segment, we will uh, talk about uh, who is going to come away with Herb's tickets and the big Herb Lawrence's seats giveaway for Wednesday's game against these Rays. Hopefully what will be the rubber match against the Tampa Bay Rays. That's next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans like you. The app is for free to download and once you're in you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Look, Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join a conversation about any league that you like. You'll find fans just like yourself on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors of the day. You can even find Locked On hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. 
We here at Locked on White Sox, we're going to join Locker Room very soon, and we can't wait to talk to you guys there after a big game. Go to the iOS App Store and download Locker Room for free. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter page, and join the MLB, NFL, NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms there around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you guys on the app. I'll be sure to let you guys know once the Locked on White Sox room is live. So download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports this episode of locked on white Sox is brought to you by wealth front you know stonks memes rocket ships day trading can be a lot of fun but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon you should open up a wealth front investment account today Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Weatherfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need to get started is 500 bucks. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings, go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB and get started today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Last night, we decided we're going to give away Herb's tickets for Wednesday's game in uh, on the south side. And uh, these are section, what, what section are they again, Herb? 533. So these are right behind home plate. These are great seats, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Give you a great view, and it's you know it, I I like these seats. You know we, we Lawrence Holmes used to sit in that vicinity, and we certainly sat up there a bunch of times. They're really good seats, so uh, you have a chance to win now. And we're going to roll out our winner, but first we have to to discuss some of these options we got. We asked you yesterday to send us your most odd, your most obscure. White Sox memorabilia. I don't want your coolest, right? Like, I don't want your Frank Thomas signed jersey. I don't want your Mark Burley signed scorecard from his perfect game that Ed Farmer kept. You know, not everyone's as cool as we are, Herb, and have these great memorabilia here. Um, You know, so we asked for your most odd memorabilia here on the show, and boy, you guys delivered. Uh, They came in early. Yeah, they came in often, and they were odd all the way through. And I, I compiled a, a list of what were some of my favorites, at least from the ones that were in the early going. And these were incredible, the ones that I tweeted out as, as the game got going. Uh, it was one guy weighed in. He's like, oh, here's a bunch of stuff I have. Here's a hat signed by Ron Kittle. But I can't even go to the game, but I just wanted to share my memorabilia. Love the energy there. Then we had uh, someone send in a vintage 1970s Dick Allen 
uh, Bill Melton era uh, seat cushion with the with the Seven Up <laughs> advertisement on the back. The Uncola. <laughs> the Uncola. Um, I, th- I thought that was really cool. Like that looks like something that you would see in any of my uncle's basements. And then you had the the uh, eighty three White Sox winning ugly AOS champion dinner plate, <laughs> which is its own thing. Uh, we had the custom groomsman bobblehead that someone made uh, for their groomsman in their wedding, which is really cool. Actually, that's a sneaky good groomsman gift. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I didn't give I didn't really have a, a a standard wedding. We you know I wired my wife and I just had uh, my best man there and we didn't do like a big thing. But I got my best man Rob. The it was a special limited edition uh, Raekwon only built for Cuban Links purple tape box set. Like it came in a case. Actually, it's up here. Uh, But I got him that because it was like a rare thing and it was really cool. So like bright, you know, groomsmen's gifts are really cool if you could find the right one. And I would say bobblehead is right up there uh, with it. Uh, Maybe I'll be asking you what you're getting your groomsmen sometime soon, huh? Huh? Uh, In any event, um, got a couple autograph items here that I really enjoyed. We had the Hector Noesi <laughs> autographed <laughs> baseball. And anyone who mentions Hector Noesi knows I'm going to get triggered by that because he started a home opener for the Sox back in 2015, I believe it was. Uh, so he has a special place in my heart. You have the James Fegan, uh, he, the reporter for The Athletic, a James Fegan autographed baseball. And you have the Al Albuquerque game issued, game worn jersey. Uh, <laughs> the, the 83s at that. Uh, the Al Albuquerque jersey, and then we had. I thought this thing was about settled, and then I get a tweet just after that with people still weighing in at the zero hour. I, this is, we'll, we'll figure out which one we're going to give it to here. I want to get your thought process, but we get someone sending us a Kenny Williams beautiful baseball card. This is eighty nine tops, I believe. Ken Williams signed baseball card, but it's signed by Joe Cowley. <laughs> <laughs> and and not the former pitcher Joe Cowley, but Joe Cowley of the Sun Times. So a lot of odd stuff there. So I I think there's a clubhouse leader here. The Twitter audience. I'm I'm gonna weigh that into the decision because there was some more interaction on one of these things than others. But what what are you thinking here as far as who would you pick as has the oddest memorabilia here uh, to win these tickets for Wednesday? They are your tickets, by the way. So you know you have a you know a more of a say than I do. But what do, what are you thinking right now? Well, one of them is the one you already gift, but on that one was the female White Sox beer vendor bobblehead. Yeah, which I've never seen in my life before. I was like, which uh, player was that? It's like, is the, the White Sox sign Kelly from the Bad News Bears <laughs> delivering some beers. But yeah, that was nice. Um, that was our guy and, uh, Jimbo, I believe, right? Yeah, Jimbo, yes. big time supporter of the show. We appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, and I did not see. I don't know if they sent it to you specifically. I haven't seen the Joe Holly. Oh, you gotta um, go go to my Twitter timeline right now. I want your live okay. live reaction. Uh, it's probably right at the top. I didn't tweet a lot last night. It's probably right at the top. Um, okay, but it is amazing. See. It's a really beautiful '89 tops card, and, and Kenny just uh, has a great baseball face right there. He's got a good baseball face. Um, so I, I really like this late submission there. Um, oh my goodness, that's great, Steve! <laughs> it's really awesome. good. Steve Heisel uh, on Twitter sent us that one. Um, so yeah, your your thoughts there. Now, see, it it really complicates things seeing the signed the Ken Williams card signed by Joe Cowley. It's really uh, kind of a mind f there. I mean, 
knowing all the things there, like all the stories with Kenny Williams and Joe Colley, their adversarial relationship, then Joe having cancer and Kenny kind of like, hey, man, we, you know, we've had our battles once you get better type of thing. And then going back to being adversaries after that, it's it's the perfect storm for me of weirdness and also odd thing so and the fact that joe collie signed it yeah is it made me laugh thinking about joe signing that card yeah <laughs> you know exactly. like how, how does that interaction even happen if we if we give you the prize here steve i'm gonna have to know the backstory of where you saw joe collie the interaction you had with joe to get him to sign that card i mean you guys knocked it out of the park the dinner plate for the 83 pitcher front Picture inside the dinner is hilarious. Yeah. The James Fegan sign ball is great. <laughs> yeah, James Fegan gave us a little interaction there on Twitter when he saw that. He said, you cannot run your pass, and this is proof, you know. Um, yeah. There's a lot of odd items here, man. And then you got the Roland Heeman signed baseball. I mean, and with Hawk Harrelson and Mark Jean Greco on it, too. <laughs> Wait, I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> oh, you didn't see it? Oh, it's so great. It's under the Locked on Socks uh, picture. Oh, wait. Uh, I think I see it. Well, th- there yeah, are some late ones that came in. I we have a Don Paul and Bill Long signed program here. I've got a Don Paul uh, signed card somewhere at my parents' house, I think. Um, but yeah, there's some, you know, we have the vintage 1940s uh, socks. Uh, straw hat, which is just a really odd look. Uh, that was a good one that came in late. Uh, you know, just someone tweeting us a Steve Trout baseball card, but I don't think it's something they owned. I think it's just a picture they found on the internet. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, which is a whole nother deal. But yeah, I don't, I don't remember seeing uh, the ones you're talking about. There's a beautiful uh, Jose Abreu painting. I don't know if that was done by Tom Paints or not, but it's awesome. I mean, um, <laughs> that's cheating if it's Tom Paints. Yeah, yeah. One day, I, one day I will have him. I will commission Tom's paints to paint a a Juan Uribe catching the the, the foul ball in the, in the stands of the World Series, like the Sistine Chapel in my basement. <laughs> one day I will fly him out here to do that. But yeah, oh, that's why you didn't see it because I reached, I quote tweeted the James Fegan ball, and the guy replied to me about his it's michael de cook okay he replied to me about all the autographs on it so gian greco's in the sweet spot on the right <laughs> oh, side i see Carlson top is Roddy mccray <laughs> on the bottom is rolling wow what a what a what a mix there when i see a baseball like that i, I think of pawn stars let me call a buddy i know who's an expert on mark gian greco autograph baseballs um so and how about rolling heeman putting the date on there 9 30 90 that's right i love it um yeah what else that's a nice signature by Rolling Heeman right there. I like that. Wow, it looks presidential. Uh, very nice try, though, but I, I think we're both in the same uh, camp here. I, yeah. I, I think it's going to have to go uh, to the the submission of the Ken Williams baseball card signed by Joe Colley. So congratulations, Steve. You've won a pair of tickets to see the Sox and Rays, hopefully in the rubber match on Wednesday. Very well done. Late submission. Uh, and I'm really, really sorry to the Al Albuquerque Jersey guy because that was my favorite for most of the day until that, that last second uh, game-winning shot came in, the, the walk-off of the Ken Williams baseball card. So thank you, everyone, for participating. That, that was fun, and we hope to do that again because, uh, as you know, Herb is a season ticket holder, and he never goes to games. Yes, so. <laughs> I have nine tickets left. I just looked at my account after uh, this Wednesday's game. I got nine remaining tickets for the year. So I should go to one of these games with my season tickets. The weird part, I've gone to a game and it wasn't a season ticket uh, thing. I just bought them 
by myself. It was weird. Well, I, I, will, so I should actually go to one of these games. So Joe Near, Joe underscore Near on Twitter is the one who had the Al Albuquerque jersey. Uh, he said he he won it for winning Socks Math, which is extra a, a nice flex. You know, just for a Socks Math winner and then getting a prize to boot. So if Joe, if you go to Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know if you have any intentions on doing that or not. I'll, I'll buy you a beer in Pittsburgh. It's the least I can do because the Al- Albuquerque jersey certainly uh, made, wear it made too. me laugh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why, would, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you wear it? But uh, thank you, everyone, for participating. So we'll take a quick time out, and we'll preview tonight's game next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. There's so many things you could bet on each and every day at BetOnline.ag. It's got all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and even your UFC MMA action. Got a huge series with the Cardinals this week. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the latest news and odds, and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information. If you're someone who likes to play the Dow, you can bet on what the final digit of the Dow is going to be each and every day, okay? When I tell you they have everything, they have everything. I'm also looking at the hot dog eating contest this year, Joey Chestnut. Right now, the over-under set at 74.5 hot dogs for Joey Chestnut for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021, the hot dog eating contest for this year. You want to bet on the New York lottery? You can do that. You can bet on whether or not the number is going to be odd or even. I'm telling you, they've got all your betting needs covered here at Bet Online. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code, Locked on at Bet Online. That's promo code Locked On for your fifty percent welcome bonus. Locked On White Sox is brought to you by RockAuto.com, folks. Summer's coming. You better start planning those road trips if you haven't already. I know I've got three or four in mind all ready to go for this summer. But before I go anywhere, I need to make sure that my car is running the way it should. And if I need any parts for my car, I know there's only one place to go, and that's our friends at rockauto.com because there's so many different makes and models of cars these days. It's become impossible to find all the parts that your car is going to need at your traditional chain storefront. You go in these places, and you ask the person behind the counter, and you sit there, and you wait in line, and no one wants to wait in line in a store these days. And they punch up the stock that they have on their computer only in their warehouse only. Why limit yourself to those limited choices when you have access to the most vast library of auto parts online at rockauto.com. Our friends at rockauto.com, they're a family business and they've been serving customers just like you and I online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Rockauto.com's got everything from engine control modules to brake parts and tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com, they're always going to be reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. They're not like these big box chain storefronts. Why spend up to twice as much when you don't have to? Go to rockauto.com and when you go there, please do me a favor. Write Locked On in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that your friends at Locked On White Sox sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need only at rockauto.com. Game two of the three-game set with Tampa Bay 
Sox need this one, and I think they've got a shot here. A pitching matchup of Dallas Keuchel, who's 5-1 with a 4-1-4 earned run average against Shane McClanahan, a left-hander. <laughs> yeah, Shane McClanahan. He's a lefty, 2-1 with a 4-5-4 earned run average, who's been uh, touched up a bit lately after uh, a pretty strong start early on in the season. So Sox facing a lefty, battle of lefties. Got to get right. Hopefully Moncada's back in the lineup. Need that, need that, need that. And uh, hopefully just a better performance overall and a cleaner game overall. There was some sloppy defense at the end of that game last night as well. So the uh, Sox have a good opportunity here to uh, tie the series up here at a game apiece. Yeah, the, we need this game. It's uh, vital for the White Sox' own like psyche. Like we were talking about a couple weeks ago where they split with Boston and they got swept by the Yankees. Good to get that series victory against the Toronto Blue Jays. So you could say, okay, this is one of the top teams. They battle in the AL East, so they won't see that we're just some also-rans and we're beating on these bums, and that's all we're doing. It's good to know that, hey, Tampa, you just just come in here and do whatever you want to us. And it's also a nice lift of confidence for the White Sox going on the road to Houston. Hey, we can beat any team in here. If we can take care of the Tampa Bay Rays, we can take care of the Houston Astros and give us the confidence that we need going into the future and into the playoffs. So, yeah, I would love to. It's not a you know a statement series as people are putting it. And as uh, our guy Lance Lynn said, it's a series in the middle of June. Who gives a shit? Just you, you mentioned this being a kind of a mid-June challenge, uh, you know, is part of the mindset of not make this, you know, bigger than it is. You guys kind of know what team you are, you know, regardless of, you know, how these three games go necessarily. Yeah, it's June. No one gives a shit. <laughs> no, but I think those guys need the confidence of beating a big-time team again. Uh, you see what's happened on the north side. They're beating teams all, the, all across the, uh, the NL East and the NL West like the Dodgers sweeping them, sweeping the Padres, sweeping the Mets. Beating good teams gives you confidence to do the next thing and beating the Cardinals too. Um, I think off of the Dodgers' victory, their season has changed 100%. And that could happen with the White Sox here if they beat the Tampa Bay Rays two out of three. I think they have a good shot of doing that because I don't know who Rue McClanahan is. <laughs> and their Wednesday pitcher, I think, is what's still TBA. It might be one of those uh, openers that they like to do. So it's a good chance for the White Sox to do some damage. We have good pitchers going to the bump. I'm in for it. Absolutely, and hopefully Steve will see a good game on Wednesday. Congratulations again. This Ken Williams card uh, signed by Joe Cowley has strong Simpsons vibes with this picture of Sean Connery signed by Roger Moore um, type of situation here. So uh, thanks, you, thanks, everyone, for participating, and thank you to everyone helping make us uh, number one. Again, Again. Uh, b- back to back uh, weeks here. Uh, no Fred McGriff. Uh, in, Three out of the last four. Yeah, exactly. So in the locked on MLB, uh, you know, baseball shows, uh, we were number one, beating out the Dodgers again. So thank you everyone to, for making us uh, the number one listen to baseball show on the Locked On Podcast Network. So I, that's I really do appreciate that. So uh, that's all I got. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, friends. But uh, don't ask me about this one if you see me at the health club. Have a great night. Don't talk to me tomorrow about what happened, friends. I know I'm going to see you at the health club. That's all I got. That's Chris Tannehill. Follow him at Chris Tannehill. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23, our show at Locked On Side. Wait a second, Herb, though. One week from right now, in this moment, mm-hmm. God willing, and the creek don't rise. Um, 
we will probably on the be on the outskirts of Cleveland heading into Pittsburgh. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, one week from us recording this right now, not from when you're listening to it. Hopefully by the time you listen to this at midnight. Oh. Yeah, well, maybe we'll be there already, um, you know, if provided we don't get any speeding tickets or anything like that. So, knock on wood, we get there in one piece. But, yeah, Pittsburgh trip is coming. I need it. I need it bad, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm getting hyped now. Now it's in the, it's in the sight lines here. Can't, can't wait, man. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm, I'm very happy, very excited to go to Pittsburgh. It's an awesome stadium, awesome times with my people, too. This is the first time that us three have been together. Uh, at a ballpark since 2019 when we saw Yankee Stadium. That's right. It's a good time. So maybe Aloy will come back early, like Aloy came for his first uh, <laughs> ever games in Yankee Stadium and hit his home. Well, he didn't first ever games, but he hit his first home run. We tell everyone that that we that, saw Eloy's. We tell everyone we saw Eloy's first home run ever hit in 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 the in Major League Baseball because we happened to be. We weren't even in, in New York. We were in New Jersey eating New Jersey, <laughs> New Jersey eating uh, pizza and mussels uh, instead of going to the game. We opted to not go to Game One. We opted to go have pizza and mussels uh, with with Katie and Brendan McCaffrey. So we we were. In the general vicinity, salute, you know, but we were not in the ballpark that night. But that that doesn't stop us, uh, stop us from telling people that we were. So, yeah, man, it would be great to get the get the crew back together again and just be able to to relax. And this is not going to be what I feared, where it was like, okay, yeah, you get to go to a baseball game and you travel, but there's still restrictions, and you know, there's actually a positive outlook of of normal life returning. And I think that's like the most rewarding part of it all because there's certainly things you can experience. Uh, in the past calendar year that that are kind of normal but you, you still have that that black cloud hanging over your head of, of a pandemic and yes it's still out there and you still have to be careful but you know with with all of us being vaccinated and you know uh, you know the, the virus slowing to a crawl here in most parts of the country it's it's certainly uh, it, it makes it even sweeter so I can't